0: So, Realtor.com just ruined the day of tens of thousands of Realtors all across the country. Want to know why? Stay tuned. With over 50 years of real estate experience, the team at Powell Find Homes have dedicated our careers to taking care of our clients, ensuring that they get the best possible results and service when they engage us to represent them. From first-time home buyers to multi-million dollar home sellers, from regular sales to short sales and foreclosures, we've seen it all and educated our clients along the way. As broker owners, we have serious visibility into the Los Angeles and Ventura County real estate markets and are about to share some of what we're seeing with you right now. Get ready for the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. Okay, so this is breaking news. Realtor.com made a decision and just started calling brokerages in certain states over the last 48 hours about what they're changing. So and just as an aside, this broadcast today, a podcast Is more for agents than consumers, but consumers will find it interesting as well. Uh, We're we've gotten so much feedback on our podcast from agents and consumers. But we're actually going to start splitting it up to where part of it's going to be agent education, part of it's going to be consumer education, and uh, we're just going to go forward with the split of both. But again, today is primarily going to be about agent education and what kind of tectonic shift, and that really is an accurate term, just happened in the real estate marketing market with Realtor.com taking the shift. And to be honest, I've heard more than enough rumors to believe it's true that Zillow is on the same path as well. So let's step back for a moment, talk about What Realtor.com is, what they have done in the past, and where they're going forward. So Realtor.com was a partnership, we're going back 10, 15 years at this point, uh, when the internet was just starting to be a portal for real estate, and real estate was going into that sector The National Association of Realtors joined up with Move.com, which was Realtor.com, and they uh, allowed them to use the Realtor part of Realtor.com so people would associate it with professional real estate agents as the branding for the website and everything else. And When it first started out, Realtor.com would pay the different real estate boards for access to... The MLS information, the pictures of the listing, listing description, the status, that kind of stuff that you see when you look on realtor.com. After a few years of that, they said, Well, you know, we're not going to pay anymore, but we'll still go ahead and keep it up there. So it's fine. And then the next evolution of that was like, Well, you know what? We're going to charge realtors to be on the site, even if it's their own listing. We'll put a little line at the bottom saying this listing, courtesy of, but we're going to advertise and allow agents to. Uh, you know, have their pick other agents who are paying for realtor.com marketing to wind up just like Zillow does as well. When you look at a listing and you see three pictures next to the listing, none of those are the listing agent usually. It's agents who have paid to appear in that zip code for any inquiries. And uh, this next, also during that evolution, if you wanted to eliminate those three agents showing up next to your uh, listing or on the same page as your listing, You would have to pay Realtor.com or Zillow. Uh, You know, Realtor.com called it their showcase program back then, and then Zillow calls it their premier agent program. But you would pay in going back, gosh, got to think back to the last time I paid as an individual agent, probably 10 years ago. They would base it on your production. How many units did you sell last year? Okay, that's how much you're going to pay, and that's how it is. And then a few years ago, they changed that to, what zip code were you in what were the price points how you know how many had a part of it but more importantly was where were they happening what were the price points and then Realtor.com had an algorithm that would value it and they'd weight it based on the zip code and the price point it would cost you more money you know and, and can't argue that they're in business my complaint which for those of you who've known me the last 15 years I've been incessant I've been railing about the fact that the National Association and the Brain Trust up there gave away our intellectual property, which is our only real marketable asset as far as the internet is concerned, and you know gave it away, and now we are paying, we being the realtor community, as individual agents or as the brokerage, are paying to get our own IP back and protected so that the customer inquiries on said listings don't go to some other agent who has nothing to do with the property and you know I, I just it's been a consistent and constant complaint of mine and, and I'll rant to anybody who wants to listen that it was incredibly short-sighted when they did it they saw the the dollar figures and historically the National Association of realtors and technology have not had happy endings they you know they just burned through I don't know just an incredible amount of money I think it was 12 or $15 million on some, uh, their last tech try that it was running over two or three years and just wound up shutting it down and writing off the entire amount. Uh, you know, they, it's, they should, uh, I'm not going to go there anyway. So with realtor.com, this next evolution they've done, which is the fourth or fifth, maybe even the sixth, since I've been involved with them is that now they are not going to give you your leads anymore. Meaning if you're the listing agent, when somebody goes on realtor.com, instead of seeing you and clicking on you and going direct to your phone or your email or, or however the communication line set up, they're going to a call center that is called OpCity. Now, I'm not a fan of OpCity, but I would just suggest you go and look at the reviews of agents who have used OpCity in the past to qualify inbound leads and draw your own conclusions, but it's it certainly is not who I would want to be the first contact for any clients or potential clients reaching out on one of our listings. And I'm sure my seller clients would really not like OpCity being the first point of contact either. So that is what it is. But they're basically saying, okay, when a lead comes in now, it's going to go to OpCity. OpCity is going to qualify them to make sure they're a real lead, which that part is actually a welcome change. Because Historically speaking, the leads from Zillow and Realtor.com, you know, maybe out of, you know, I don't, I, I probably should run hard stats. I've, over the past 12 years, I have been personally involved either one-on-one or as part of a committee negotiating with the brokerages I was associated with, with Realtor.com on the annual contract that the brokerage was, was buying. And every year... Leads have just exploded as far as quantity. And when anything when you know explodes in quantity, quality suffers just invariably. And leads are no different. If you go back to 2000, I think it was 2008, we sold nationally, I think 4.5 million homes sold, and there's about 4.8 million internet leads in 2008. Fast forward to last year, 2018, you know, I think we sold 4.95 million homes. And there were over 100 million internet leads. It literally just expanded that big. But the problem is what Realtor.com calls a lead and what an experienced professional agent calls a lead are two completely different things. You know, I, I consider a lead somebody who's seriously ready, willing, and able to purchase a home in the next 6 to 12 months, You know, preferably less than that. But within that window, I would still consider a lead. Whereas Realtor.com and Zillow think anybody who clicks through is an automatic lead and, you know, having been on the receiving end of Realtor.com leads for you know 15 years at this point, easily 90, 95% of the leads coming off of there are people who have an agent. They just, oh, I have a question. It's too late. I don't want to bother my agent. Or, you know, I, I saw in the house the other day. Um, I can't remember, is that bathroom tiled or not or whatever. You know, it's it's they're not somebody looking to buy a house and looking to engage an agent. They're just asking a question. But each year, Realtor.com has been charging more and more and more and more. I mean, to the point where for a brokerage of, you know, over 350, 400 agents, they're they're sending out, you know, bids of $150,000 or just under that, you know, for a year of Realtor.com. And when you look at how many deals actually closed off, you know, you might have had, Seven, 8,000 leads come through, and you might have closed you know anywhere between six and 10 deals that could be tracked all the way back to started with it at realtor.com. They called you, you closed the deal, and it, and it went down. So the ROI was always horrendous, and it always has been. That's not going to change, but they kept raising the price year after year after year after year until last year. We actually started seeing some major brokerages say no and drop realtor.com completely. And I think that is why they've made this shift because so they realized they hit that tipping point where the brokerage community realized they were just charging too much for too little and of too little quality. So now the deal is this, they, you have a lead come in from realtor.com. It gets kicked over to op city immediately. And then they will say, okay, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, For the appraisers, it's not somewhat bad now, but you go back to 2009, 2010, 2011 when we hit the bottom of the market and there was houses everywhere. They would, you know, the Land land America or some of these other uh, appraisal holding companies would basically just blast an email out to 10,000 appraisers saying, we, we have an appraisal for a $350,000 house in San Fernando Valley at $75. Who wants it? And the first person to click, yes, I want it, got it didn't matter if they were coming down from sacramento or if they happen to live in the neighborhood where the house was being appraised it was like that so they'll send a blast out to so many agents i would hope to include the real the listing agent but i don't know for sure and whoever answers fastest gets the lead and if they close a deal they pay realtor.com com 35 percent and they also have to Pay Realtor.com 35% on any other business or business that comes out of that person for the next two years. So that is a huge tectonic change from what they've historically done. Now, what does it mean to agents? If Realtor.com is your main source of business, your day just got really, really bad. I mean, you, you, <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't think I know anybody who relies 100% on Realtor.com. I do know people who's probably doing 50% of their business off Realtor.com, and they are going to have to change their model overnight. It's going to be hard. It's going to be ugly. And quite honestly, there's going to be a lot of agents exiting the business now because they don't know how to generate leads and business on their own. They don't nurture what we call a sphere of influence their past clients their friends their family members you know everybody they reach out to and come in contact with they don't stay in constant contact with them so they lose that business they've uh, you know they've come to rely on realtor.com leads so they have to have listings so as long as you're getting listings you know hopefully they'll be able to get that going but the, one of the problems with listings over the last two years for Kirsten and myself is that a lot of our clients are moving out of state And historically, that's not been the case. Usually, they're moving from San Fernando Valley to Conejo Valley or Simi Valley or some some variation on that theme. Whereas now, we are having clients move out of state left and right. I mean, right now, we've got clients going to Wisconsin. We've had them go to Minnesota, Colorado, Texas, Florida. I mean, they're just leaving. And it is what it is. But the problem for Kirsten and I, who have a referral-based business, is that when your clients start moving out of state, you no longer get referrals from them because their sphere of influence changed. They're focused more on Florida and they don't have as much contact with the people back here in California. So we, over the last year and a half, have had to evolve quite a bit ourselves. As soon as we saw that that, that change was taking place, we're like, okay, what else can we do? So we've put you know, over a dozen strong spokes in our marketing wheel, if you will, that we never had before. And I'll get into that in a little bit more. Um, so going back to realtor.com for the agents, you know, if, if you're relying them on, on them for business and you pay for your realtor.com tra- track contract individually, get on the horn with your sales rep and you need to really figure out how you can make sure you stay in that channel. So when leads click on your listing, that it comes to you first, or you have the ability to jump in first. So you don't lose that last little bit. The only good news in this whole thing is that I believe all the contracts in the affected states are going to be canceled and then you only have to pay if you get a lead so your upfront costs and your monthly costs go down then could be very little or it could be significant depending on how much realtor.com business you do but that's the only silver lining I see is that you you know you get to save money on the on the uh, upfront and then that will allow you to invest that money into other spokes of the wheel. Another bad side of it is that OpCity is going to make first contact with your clients and that's going to be their client's first impression. Again, go Google OpCity, go Google the reviews agents have left them to see, you know, what that means. And, And I'll, I'll stop there. Now, what does it mean to consumers for consumers? It means you don't have contact with the listing agent almost automatically. There's certainly going to be a smaller pool of agents who are, Dealing with Realtor.com, because most people don't want to give up 35% on the front end. I mean, some will. Some just look at it. You know, I certainly know some great agents who are almost 100% into the relocation company business, which is also 30 40% referral basis. So they're used to that. And, you know, some people who are on limited finances who can't spend the money up front will jump on that and say, okay, great. If I don't have to pay until I close a deal, I'm happy to give 35%. So you'll get those agents, but you're going to have a smaller pool of agents overall in who you deal with. So if you are an agent, how do you respond to this? So, you know, the first golden rule of real estate is never keep your eggs all in one basket. About six six or seven years ago, Kirsten and I got caught in this trap ourselves. We were one of the very early adopters for Yelp in the real estate sector. And we were generating anywhere between sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a year in income off of Yelp without spending a penny. We weren't paying them anything. We were just all of our clients, we had some younger clients, um, they would fall in the millennial bracket on the on the on the far end of it. But they moved in and they uh they they were we were talking to them and they're like, guys, you need to be on Yelp. And I'm like, Yelp, I think that's just for restaurants, isn't it? He goes, no, no, no. Yelp is important. You need to be on it. So, you know, we took their advice. They're very sharp people. Thank you, Ramos family. Uh, you know, who said, no, you have to be there. So we jumped on it. We, we built our profile. We talked to all our clients, say, please leave profiles or reviews rather. And we had 20 something reviews fairly early And that made a huge difference. And for three or four years, the phone just rang every month without fail. Somebody from Yelp, hey, we just saw you on Yelp. And it didn't matter price point-wise. I mean, we, everywhere from $2 million all the way down to $300,000 and everywhere in between, they would call. So we kind of got lazy with that money coming in. And we're like, okay, hey, we got this wired. It's all good. And then more and more people heard about Yelp on the real estate side. And more and more agents got in there and more and more agents started buying advertising and, and it affected us over the years. And I think at this point, it's been two or three years since we've had a, a call directly from Yelp. And so, you know, again, we had to evolve and change our business off of that. So you don't want to keep all your eggs in one basket. You have to build multiple spokes in your wheel. And what do I mean by that? You can't have just one type of marketing. You have to have everything within reason. You know, you, you got to build your presence in social media. I know there's, especially for the older realtors, there's a serious pushback on that. They don't necessarily embrace technology all the time, but you're going to have to, whether you want to or not. You know, technology is a trend. One of the whole reasons that Kirsten and I left the firm that we spent 13 years helping build to go back to Keller Williams was the tech side. Keller is most definitely a technology company. They have incredible tech tools available just as part of being Keller Williams. But they also, if you're willing to dive into it and get involved in it, there's even more tech tools they will let you in on. And I'm fortunate enough to be involved in uh, helping shape how the new CRM command is being used for uh, Keller Williams as we go forward on that. Very excited about that opportunity. And Kirsten and I have had so many different professional CRM systems we've used over the year we got some pretty good feedback in if we can get a little bit of the, the best tools of each one of those embedded into command with the, with the other agents who are working on this, it's going to be an incredible, incredible tool that not only for ourselves, but for our clients as well, because it's going to make life easy for them. So you really have to grow your social media presence. You have to use it to build your credibility. You have to be out there all the time. You have to constantly be posting. If you are a friend of ours on Instagram or, or, uh, Facebook, or if you follow our page, you'll see we're posting. All, I think today it's what time is it? It's uh, ten thirty right now. I think we've had three or four posts already today about different escrows we have going on, open houses we have coming up. You know, we're out there and we do this every day. We're posting. We're not just standing in front of the camera saying, "Hey, I'm Richard. I have an open house." I mean, sometimes we do that, but we're using tech tools to make very interesting short video clips of our listings it could be pictures of the inside it could be almost anything little interviews clips we do time lapse. anything that will catch a client's eye and we push that out there all the time we do things like this podcast we do youtube channel we have a whole youtube university for our clients for either the buyer side or the seller side and you know of course as most of you know we we do a lot of coaching and mentoring to agents as well who are trying to break into social media and build their credibility on that side so as an agent, some of the tools you got to have. You have to have first and foremost a professional CRM, if you, and that's you know a client relationship management firm, uh, platform. It's you know how do you manage your database? If you're a part of the Keller Williams family, Command is going to be just a mind blowing tool by the time it's done. It's already very good. It's only getting better on a daily basis. And give it another three or four months, and you will not believe what it's going to be able to do for you. But even if you only have, you know, something as basic as uh, Outlook won't do it for you, but you know, top producer or, uh, you know, there's other ones out there that work, but you need a professional CRM so you can stay in touch with your database on a consistent basis. You can keep the notes from all your calls and your interactions with your clients. You can keep your, your checklists and, you know, new listing. Here's your checklist before market launch aftermarket, open house, whatever you have to do. One of the things Kirsten and I like doing is having systems, models and checklists for everything. That way nothing falls through the cracks. we got an open house. Great. Do you have this, 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 this is all in the car. Is it ready to go? Good. Okay. How are we on flyers? What's your flyer count? Do we need to order more flyers now? Let's do it now. So we have them next week how are the flags look how are the signs looking do we need to upgrade the signs do we need to buy more has there been anything new and cool that we've seen out there from another agent that we want to borrow or copy and do ourselves that goes on the checklist you know so we have all that side of it done one of the most true clichés in real estate is that the fortune is in the follow up so what do you, what is your process what is your model when a lead comes in or when somebody calls you that you already know and says hey I'm thinking about selling in six months. What do you do? What do you say? What? How does your system take over? Do you automatically have a drip they go in? Do you have a program that reminds you on a consistent basis? Hey, you need to call that lead today. See where are they at? You know, cut that time in half and figure they're going to do it in, in uh, you know six weeks instead of, of ninety days or three months instead of six months. What are the things you can do? To prep for that, get the title policy run, you know, do all your due diligence and comps on the neighborhood, you know, the neighborhood, the zip code, the county, however you want to slice it, but have detailed information so you can talk to them about what it's going to take. You know, do you have a CRM that sends out texts? Can you send videos directly from your CRM? Does it send out mails? Does it do mail merge where you can do mailings from it, where you can do emails from it, where you can do text from it, where you can you do video from it? You really need to do all those things. What automation do you have? You know, that's one of the biggest keys you have to have and one of the things that we're working on right now just to try to go as deep as possible, especially with artificial intelligence, is that we're building chatbots. So when we get a a lead that calls in or clicks on a Facebook ad at 3 a.m., I'm certainly not going to be up, neither is Kirsten, to answer them. However, with a a, uh, company called ManyChat, we're able to write scripts for the most... I don't want to say logical, but the most probable questions we're going to have about that particular ad. And we can put a 20 response chain together where if they say, hey, you know, that's great. How many bedrooms are you looking for? How many bathrooms? Great. Okay. How soon are you looking to do it? Have you been pre-qualified? You know, the normal questions we would ask in a normal script in an interaction like that, but we can automate it. And quite honestly, the other side usually doesn't know that it's automated. They're they're talking to a jackpot. But if you're doing it 3 a.m., you might assume so. But do you have that? And if you don't, what are you doing to learn how to do it? And if it's something that you know you're never gonna do, you know, there's companies like Agent Legend that can build the drip and keep the constant contact out there for you, not the email company, just the act of being constantly in contact uh, the, between cards, letters, whatever, to make sure that you're staying out in front of them. You know, does your CRM have the ability to do long term drips? And are you doing that? When I say long term, Kirsten and I have a thousand day drip. That's you know over three years, where sometimes you get an internet lead, especially from Facebook, you know, from three a.m., where they're thinking about moving or thinking about buying, but they're nowhere near ready to do it. They just saw the ad. We did a good job writing the copy or we had good images in it or whatever, and they clicked on it, so they get into our system, and you know every depending on where they are in the cycle in the front end is it's you know constant contact you know first seven or eight days it's every day then it's like every three days and it goes to every week then to every month and then by the time when you're getting into that second and third year it's once a month but it's a combination of texts emails prompts for us to call them on the phone say hey what's going on you know send them something through messenger but lo and behold we get these calls sometimes say okay i'm ready to go and we have to go wow, who's this? And you had to go jump into the notes and look into the CRM and say, oh, okay, we've been talking to this person for two years via the drip system and let's go get it in the car and let's go get him a house. So what are you doing on that? So all those things under the CRM side, you really have to have. You know, you have to build your presence on Facebook. You have to know how to do Facebook ads, which, you know, with command, you're going to be able to do all from command automatically. So when somebody clicks on a Facebook ad, it goes, all that lead information goes directly into your command system, instead of having to have, uh, you know, like a Zapier hookup to go into Lion Desk or Top Producer or whoever, you know, all of it's going to be in one ecosystem. So it's all connected. So when you can build your Facebook ads, you can build your Instagram ads. And as time goes on, there's going to be more and more platforms that connect to command, you know, probably LinkedIn at some point where it dumps them automatically into your system and the automation can take over. The texting, the video, all those things will happen right out of that as well. So you've got to be strong on Facebook. You have to be strong on Instagram. Those are the two. If you can only do two, those would be it. If you can only do one, you need to really look at who is your, who's your perfect client. Who do you relate with best? Who do you convert best? If it's somebody who's younger, like say 45 or younger, then you probably want to focus on Instagram. If your client base that you're most comfortable with is over 45, then you probably want to stay with Facebook because that's where they land. I mean, there really is a true age demographic difference between the two, you know, especially if you start going down into millennials, they think Facebook's the old person's program and most of them won't get caught dead on it. So, you know, to to really cover the bases, you really want to have Facebook and Instagram both. And, you know, once you have those two down, you also need to have a presence on YouTube. And when I say presence, you really need to have your own channel, you need to have good content, and you need to consistently post to that channel. People don't realize, most people don't realize, that if you listen to the podcast, you do, but if, for most people, they don't realize that YouTube is literally the second largest search engine in the world behind Google. So this is where you know tags come in play, where metadata comes in play, where keywords come in play. When they're searching... Because you want to have a nice long tail keyword that's relatable to all. I say one, you want to have multiple to your video. So if you've got a new listing in Thousand Oaks, you want to, you know, hashtag new listing or use your tag, new listing in Thousand Oaks, best listing agent in Thousand Oaks, uh, great homes in Thousand Oaks for sale, Thousand Oaks homes for sale. There's all these things you want to put in there. You need to know. How do people search? You know, Go on Google. Start typing in Thousand Oaks Homes and see what what completes it. Once that's done, you know, okay, great. That's a hashtag or a tag that I need to drop into YouTube or Instagram or whoever because this is how people search. If you're doing Google uh, SEO or pay-per-click or stuff like that, same thing. You need to have the long-tail keywords so they know how to find you. LinkedIn is becoming every bit as important as YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram in that a lot of people are now starting to look at LinkedIn feeds as often as they do anything else. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn almost since the beginning and, you know, I can remember when you'd say LinkedIn and people are like, who, what, what's that? Now it's actually a really viable platform. They've they've gotten past the learning curve and they're doing a very good job. So are you putting, even as simple as like our blog posts that we normally put up on our website, we just copy and paste, we put them over onto LinkedIn when we have a new listing, we put it on LinkedIn when we have a new, uh, you know, going to escrow when there's evidence of success, that goes on there as well. If you are part of the younger crowd and snapchat is something that all your friends and sphere uses use snapchat i mean i can't talk intelligently to snapchat just simply because i don't use that platform very much and in my mind snapchat is for you know pictures that disappear in three seconds or 10 seconds or whatever it is so i don't necessarily understand the lasting branding and marketing that's in there i know it's for the people who know how to use Snapchat and the people who are in Snapchat on a daily basis, it's viable. There's no question. However, for me, I'm not, so I'm not spending my money there simply because that's just a learning, another learning curve I don't want to dedicate time to because I have all these other ones that are more important to my sphere in my avatar, my perfect clients, that I already know that's where they are, so I'm going to spend time where I know my people are instead of trying to learn Every social media platform under the sun, I'm focusing on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. That's it. So another thing agents don't do that they should do is really define who is your avatar. When I say your avatar, we're literally talking about your perfect client. If you can define who your perfect client is and focus on them, you will be amazed at the success you have because so many times... I watch realtors get, you know, entranced by the high end. he's like, oh, three, I want to sell three and $4 million houses. And if you do more power to you, but unless you hang out with people who have three and $4 million houses or unless you interact with people who have three or $4 million houses all the time, chances are you don't speak their language. You don't, and I'm not talking literally their language, but you know, it, it's, there's certain things that they expect and anticipate from people in that price range. And if you don't know, how to properly market it, how to talk the talk, present it well, and all those things, you're gonna get your head chopped off and, and it's gonna be an unpleasant experience. Now if you're willing to stick it through and go through the learning curve and have a couple crash and burns until you figure it out, more power to you, knock yourself out. But if your comfort zone and where all your friends live and everything you deal with is between three and five hundred thousand dollars here in Southern California, or if you're down in Florida, you know, between one and two hundred thousand dollars, if you're in Texas between a one fifty 150 and two fifty you know, then focus on that. You know, where, where is your biggest interaction with people? Is it, you know, are you in a social group? Is it with church? Is it with your kids' school? Is it with sports team? Is it with your hobbies? Focus on that, you know, figure out, okay, great. These are the people I spend the most time with. These are people who know and I can trust me. How do I leverage that into business? Where not only am I helping them, you can't be an all one way street. You can't just expect people to give you business and not get something in return. You have to give value to them as well, and you should always come from a place of contribution. Whether you're getting paid or not, you know one of the biggest problems I see with salesmen in general and realtors specifically is they expect instant gratification. Like, hey, yeah, well, you know, I showed you an open house, so you know, you should buy a house from me. It's like, well, it doesn't quite work like that. You've got to show them value. I mean, you as a realtor, you have to understand that you are going to be the trusted advisor in somebody's one of the biggest financial decisions and acquisitions or dispositions they're ever going to make. So they have to know and feel comfortable that you're good at what you do and you're going to properly guide them. And if they're selling that you're going to get them the most amount of money in the shortest period of time, or if you're helping them buy that they're getting the best deal they can. And you're going to walk them through and make sure that they don't get burned. So, if you're constantly coming from contribution and you're constantly helping others, it just works out that you will get business in return. But all those wheels in the spoke contribute to that. They see you on Facebook. They see you on Instagram. They see you at the kids' school. They see you at church or wherever where you're always contributing something good. They like you. you know, And pay attention to what you're posting, too. I mean, if, if you're you know, if if you're wanting to be taken as a credible real estate agent, you know, don't be posting parties. You know, you're at the beach, drunk and passed out over a cooler. You know, and that's that may be fun amongst your your buddies you grew up with and stuff. But if you're trying to get people who want to buy and sell a house, to do business with you, you know, just filter some of the stuff you put up on social media, and make sure that your posts make sense, <clears throat> that they are in lined or aligned with the image you're projecting or wanting to project. So focus on your audience, focus on who they are, focus on building your credibility on social media, get as many spokes in the wheel as you can. Now we coach a lot of agents on this. We mentor a lot of agents on this. If you're interested in coaching, give me a call or send me an email or a DM. We'll be certainly happy to tell you, uh, you know how it works. And if not, there are certainly plenty of groups on facebook for lack you know that's the easiest one to find you know the the group that we're the biggest part of is lab code agents on facebook you know every day there is something you're going to get from that group where you can walk away smarter than when you showed up so we highly recommend that but but what we focus on is actually doing detailed one-on-one specific plans we don't do group coaching every everything we do is specific to the agent on the other end and their market and their budget and we you know we get them to the point where they're making enough money to stay in real estate and have fun doing real estate. You want to go do, you know, 150, 200, 300 deals a year, more power to you, but you got to walk before you can run. And here in Southern California, there's so many agents that you're competing with. That's a big rock to push uphill. But if you want to get to the 20, 30, 40, 50 place, we'll help you get there. So that is what it is. Any other questions, let us know. We certainly love to hear what other topics you would like covered. We'd love to get an email from you. The contact info is at the end of the of the podcast here, but you can always reach me at 805-404-1167. Again, that's 805-404-1167. Or you can send an email to sold at powelfindhomes.com and we'll get to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard or you want more info, please give us a call at 805-404-1167. Again, that's 805-404-1167 or send an email to sold at powelfinehomes.com. If you're ready to move on with your life in Los Angeles or Ventura counties, call us even quicker. The team at Powell Fine Homes are your real estate experts and who you hire matters. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, and on Instagram every day, and you'll love the results that our proven systems and model deliver for you. Call, email, or DM us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening.